if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, uh, college basketball, right? Good stuff. Starts in uh, mm, quick math, nine days, ten days, depending on what you want to count. Um, Great intro. You know, yeah, really good, really good. Uh, we're a little late, but that's all right. No worries. I don't think anybody's actually going to watch this or has been looking forward to it, so I'm not <laughs> too concerned about any of that. But, uh, you know, we kind of just do the uh, – I, I like – where we're at in terms of the fact that we do the national championship show and then you don't see us again until now. I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good way to keep doing it, especially since you won't see us again doing this. We're talking about the entire country until February probably. So that'll be exciting. Maybe January. I think we did a mid season thing a couple of years ago, but uh, yeah, college hoops about to be back. Uh, another one of those off seasons where, Player movement is very high. Uh, you know, I, I think the freshmen coming in pretty underwhelming, I think, for the most part, especially since a lot of the top guys are really going to, like, Duke, and that's, like, it pretty much in Arkansas. So, yeah, uh, we'll, sure. we'll start we'll start this show um, with, you know, the rankings. I mean, you, you got to think about a couple of these. The AP Top 25 poll, nothing stood out to me uh, other than the fact that I think there's a lot of teams that are being ranked highly due to name brand, which I think is always the case for the most part. I think yeah, there's one I mean, team on here that is especially – like Duke at seven is insane. But that's fine if they want to do that. That's fine. Wow, you don't have any faith in John Shire changing the program? I mean, it's more of a – it's more of a uh, – I don't see that roster as being that good right away. Type okay. thing. I think it's closer to – I think they're very talented, probably not as talented as last season, but I also think that they're going to probably be a little bit closer to where they were two years ago when they missed the tournament in terms of how they start the season, which is slowly, especially with the injury to uh, that freshman whose name I can't remember, Dariq Whitehead. Is that who that is? I don't know. Sure. Uh, but other than that, yeah, nothing, nothing too – you know, controversial from the top 25. I think they did a good job in terms of not overrating some of the power conference schools in the Big Ten. I think they did a good job with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not one of the, it's not anything surprising to me. I think Texas at 12 is a little bit out there. I think if Chris Beard wasn't their coach, I would have a lot less faith in them. True. Uh, and then I guess we'll look at Rothstein real quick here. One thing that I like that Rothstein did was he has Creighton three, which I think is great because I think Creighton's roster is really, really good, like one of the best in the country. 
because uh, you're getting Nimhard back. Trey Alexander was really good last year. Baylor Shireman was an elite scorer at South Dakota State. So you got that going. Plus Kaluma back in Kalkbrenner. So that's a really good roster. And I think that they're probably going to be one of the best offensive teams in the country. So I think I agree with Rothstein going three. But then other stuff that Rothstein does, I mean – He's buying into Duke being that high. Don't love it. I think Duke's, you can rank him top 25. That's fine. But top 10 just seems like too much for me, especially I know that Kansas had a lot, has a lot of unknowns this season, given what they lost last year, but they should be higher rated than, than Duke. And a lot of people aren't doing that. So I don't know. AP did that by a whole one. So Rostin did it by two. I don't know what these guys are doing. Are you drinking there? I don't even know. Uh, Kansas did lose to Illinois in the secret scrimmage. You got to think about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, most people kind of. Nobody knows that. What they lose in the first 10 minute half or the second 10 minute half? Trust me, Illinois won. Trust okay. me. Now, All one right. thing that he did was Rothstein is not high in the Big Ten. Uh, he's got Michigan 26. That's Indiana 13. He's got Ohio State 34, Michigan State 35. Illinois I'm, 38, which is just insane to me. Call us biased all you want, but that is just insane. I mean, it, I don't think anybody's very high on the Big Ten. Um, they haven't proven mm, themselves Norlander. in the tournament. Yeah, Norlander's, I mean, he's got Illinois it, at nine. I think, I, that's so. the, I, I think that, you know, you, you have those outliers where they're like, on paper, this Illinois team's really good, but you, you don't know until you see them. So, um, and like you, you look at Indiana on paper, this team should be good because they have all these returning players that went what nine and twelve in the Big Ten last year or whatever they went. Um, so I, I I think there's just a lot of unknowns in the Big Ten, and the Big Ten hasn't been able to prove themselves in the tournament. Besides Michigan, who has been to three sweet three four Sweet Sixteens in a row. So I just I, I think there's just a lot of unknowns in the Big Ten overall. Um, and I, I don't blame anybody for I, – I don't know if I'd put any any Big Ten team in the top 25. I think the Big Ten is going to stink compared to what we've seen in the regular season. I think the Big Ten – and I'll have a 2,800-word preview coming out on Monday. At the oh, Big you Ten. added 100 words from last night? I think I think I gave you 2,700, but then I think it was actually 28. Okay. So right, uh, if we're being fair about okay. that. Uh, but I don't think it's going to – I think it's going to be one of those years where – Similar to the ACC last season, the regular season was really bad, and then they they get Duke and North Carolina in the Final Four. They get North Carolina in the national championship game, and North Carolina probably should have won the, the game, the title game. I mean, they they blew that lead, uh, and obviously Kansas's big players showed up when they needed to last season. But yeah, I don't think the Big Ten is going to be. I still think it's probably like what a seven bid league, maybe maybe eight. But I don't think there's going to be any of those real high end teams i think illinois probably has the highest ceiling out of anybody just because the roster is so talented and obviously they're going to allow underwood to coach a lot more this season i think indiana and michigan you know they will be good i don't know how good uh they're pretty much a lot of what they're basing off of is the fact their best player from last season is back the same can't be said for most of the teams in the big 10 whether it's keegan murray or jay nivey or kofi or you know, some of those other players out there. Um, but, yeah, I don't think the Big Ten is going to be good, and I think that will be reflected in the regular season. I think the team that wins the Big Ten, just because there's not a huge separation between most teams, I think the team that wins the conference in the regular season wins, what, 13, maybe 14 games, maybe 12? I mean, it's going to be a lot of 
clutter in the middle, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I talked to a guy today. He thinks that Illinois can uh, only have a six-loss season. So, In the entire season or the Big Ten? Whole season. Well, that's insane, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, know. enough about the Big Ten. This this is yeah, all of college. It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's look at let's look at my top twenty five, which is yeah. the one where I actually read everything. Really matters. Yeah. Well, also real quick on the Almanac, uh, very controversial deal. Oh. They have Houston number one. By the way, they have uh, they have Kansas ahead of Duke, so they have that going. Um, they have Arkansas nine. San Diego State, who I know you don't love for some reason, which I think is an insane thing. We'll get to that. <laughs> They're 13. Uh, they got Indiana at 20, Illinois 21, no Michigan. Uh, they got TCU at 16. I'm very high on TCU this season. They have Auburn in there, which I don't Why? love. Why are people high on TCU? We'll get to it. They made a run in the tournament? Who cares? No, no, there's more to it. There's more to it. Uh, they got UConn 22. That's because Doster's a UConn guy. That's why they're there. Uh, Dayton in there. That's good. Good for them. And uh, all right. Yeah. Here we go. My rankings, the ones that really matter. The ones that matter. Top five. Number five, Baylor. Number four, Creighton. Number three, North Carolina. Two, Gonzaga. One, Houston. Suck on that. Uh, 10 through six. Number 10, Texas. Number nine, San Diego State. Weren't you just weren't you just complaining about Texas being twelve? Well, and then you I, put him ten. It's Chris Beard, man. That's, that's why I'm doing <laughs> okay, this. And and I really really like Tyrese Hunter. I don't think the people that are ranking Texas that I have the same reasons that I do. I digress because everyone's like, oh, Marcus Carr, Marcus Carr. No, it's not because of Marcus Carr. Uh, eight UCLA, seven Arkansas, six Kansas. Now I'll just go twenty five through eleven. Uh, 25, Virginia, 24, Dayton, 23, Xavier, who I know you're not high on, which disagree once again, but we'll get there. Uh, 22, UConn, 21, Michigan, 20, Illinois, 19, Oregon, 18, Texas Tech, 17, Alabama, 16, Indiana, 15, Arizona, 14, Duke. I have Duke a lot worse than others. Point that mm-hmm. out, everybody has Duke top 10. I'll say 14, and that's generous. 13, TCU, 12, Villanova, 11, Tennessee. So, my last few I feel like you rankings. have Villanova kind of high, but. Well, Jay Wright is gone, so I did take that into account. And they need to get a little bit healthy, so that's going to be a problem. But at the end of the day, I think that they're a team. You know, everybody uses the word culture a lot, and uh, they have one, right? So there you go. But didn't they lose their culture maker when Jay Wright left? Uh, yeah, but I think it's important that they got somebody that was working with him or you know, like, think about this. And I think Laval Jordan, who got fired at Butler, who said this the other night, I think, on a show. <laughs> um, Greg Gard was under Bo, uh, Bo Ryan, came in, has done a good job. There's a lot of cases where yeah. if the coach is working under, they can usually keep it going. Hubert Davis had a couple years of Roy Williams, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm just going to bank on that with Villanova, and especially given the success that Villanova's had. Under Jay Wright, I think Neptune's a good coach, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. I know they lost a lot of players too, but there's still some some guys there that you know you can win with, and uh, I'm gonna go with that. So, uh, all right, let's get into all the other stuff where you come into play here. Um, I'm always in play. What are you talking about? Well, you know, I've pretty much been talking 98 of the start. Uh, <laughs> all right, players to watch per conference. I 
kind of just handed you the mantle on this one. I picked like a couple per conference, but I didn't go too insane with the stats and stuff. You know, I know yeah. that you. I mean, I didn't go. More, I didn't go super crazy. More um, than but, me, though. But I did. Uh, I did a play like a, a a seasoned player or somebody that's coming back, and then I did a freshman for most of these. So, all right, uh, all right. The ACC. Who you got? Uh, I, I mean Armando Baycott, um, from North Carolina. I believe he was named preseason player of the year by some, um, at least for the ACC, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he averaged 16.3, 13 rebounds, um, one and a half assists. He shot 57% from the field. Uh, I'm excited to see him uh, develop and become a better uh, inside player. So uh, that's who I got. And then uh, I also have Derek Lively, the second from Duke. Um, he's considered number one in the class of 22 by a lot of people, seven foot one, 220 pounds. So, uh, although Duke might not be very good in your eyes, they got the number one freshman coming in. So excited to see that you you always want to see the good kids go to college instead of straight to the NBA. That's right. Uh, (laughs) I'm going with uh, Jalen Worley from Florida State. Big breakout candidate. A lot of people think he'll be the breakout player of the year in the conference. Never heard. I don't of know him. what. Well, that's fair. I don't know what Florida State's going to be, uh, but he finished the season strong last year. Had a couple of big games. Six six wing. Uh, they're going to be without one of their best freshmen, Baba Miller, who just got suspended sixteen games for BS. If you ask me, uh, nil stuff where. He got money to come from a different country to the U.S. and isn't the NCAA about, getting sued over this NIL stuff now? Uh, like, the NCAA is embarrassing themselves. Yeah. Uh, and then I went Jaden Gardner from Virginia. I think Virginia is going to be good. They need 14-year senior Kihei Clark to be good. And they need uh, <laughs> Jaden Gardner as well. He's a transfer from East Carolina. This is the second season at Virginia. 15.6 rebounds last season. I think Virginia's got a very good chance to. Maybe not win the conference, but I think they have a good chance to be second. I think they're going to be a little bit back to normalcy from where they've been the last couple of years. So, uh, all right, uh, Big Ten. Uh, I got Hunter Dickinson down um, from Michigan, although, uh, you know, some people might hate him. Uh, others really like him and his personality, uh, what he brings to the court and his back talk I'm okay with. Um, but last year, uh, he had a pretty good season. Um, what he really worked on was his, was his shooting, um, from outside. Uh, he, I don't even think he took a three in his freshman season. And then last year he shot around 33%. Um, he averaged, uh, almost 19 points a game, almost nine rebounds, uh, two and a half assists. So I, I think that in, in a league, the big 10, that is known for big men. I think that Hunter Dickinson is going to be the big man. Um, he's way better than Edie. Uh, I feel like he can play the post a lot better than uh, TJD. So uh, I'm excited to see Hunter Dickinson this year. Uh, I hope he sucks against Illinois, though. So, um, And then my freshman, I picked Sky Clark. Uh, you know, totally unbiased here. Um of the fighting Illini. Um, he uh, decommitted from Kentucky 
as most people know, uh, he did get an ACL injury his senior year of high school. And uh, he, he said to, I believe Derek Piper or somebody uh, from the Illinois beat writers um, that he said, quote, I'm starting to feel like my old self again. Um, they say in that Kansas uh, scrimmage that you could tell he had his, his burst back. Um, he was quick. And uh, at one time, Sky Clark was 10th nationally before falling after the ACL injury. So really excited to see him play um, and what he can help being probably going to be the point guard starting as a freshman for an Illinois team that is just full of new people. So uh, I don't know if Illinois is really going to use a point guard that much, but he will be the point guard. So. Well, you talk about the Big Ten being a league of bigs. I'm going to go with one that I think is going to have a very good season. Maybe I think he if could have a season say where Zach he's – Zach I'm going to find a no. way to come through here and smack him no, because no, all you no, do no. is talk him. Uh, I'm going with Cliff. Cliff Omori. Oh, yeah. yeah, but yeah. Great pick. Yeah. I love Legit that center. Legit center. I think he's a guy that could average somewhere in the neighborhood. If Rutgers is good, like 16 and 12, 18 and 13 – uh, I think if Rutgers is going to have success, and I think Rutgers is always underrated going into the season. And the big factor this year, you can do it because Geo Baker is gone and Ron Harper Jr. is gone. But McConnell's back. Yeah. Uh, Brad Davison Jr. is back uh, with Mulcahy, of course. <laughs> and Cliff is back. The head There's band. some young talent there. And Pykel is a really good coach. I think they'll be better defensively this year than they were last year. Offense is going to be an issue because I don't really see anybody that's a huge offensive threat other than Cliff in the paint. I'm just going to keep calling him Cliff because his last name is just impossible. Yeah, you can't say it. It's impossible. It is literally impossible. Uh, and then I'm <laughs> going to go, I'm just going to throw this out there and throw Chris Murray out there and say, will he actually break out? Wow. I just I, a lot just of people, because you've, you've, you're you saying that to disrespect him, correct? Well, I'm saying this to say people need to watch because they're going to realize that he's not his brother, I think, mm-hmm. would, be, would be my thoughts. That's fair. So his brother getting his first start or got his first start. Good for him. I don't even know who he Things plays are for. Trash, right? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they, they're they one of those win 12 games I hear. So they're one of those franchises that is going to be terrible forever. So there you go. Uh, big 12, uh, big 12. Uh, I picked a guy you talked about earlier, Marcus Carr. Um, not because I think he's the guy that has to carry Texas, but because, um, when he was at Minnesota, he was averaging like 20 a game. Um, he transferred to Texas last year. He's in like his eighth season, I think, of college now that, you know, the COVID year, everybody can yep. play for 42 years or whatever it is. Um, but he only averaged 11 and a half last year. So I want I want to see if Marcus Carr, who who is a heck of a playmaker, um, but when he was at Minnesota, he was the only one. Um, Texas – I haven't looked into their team a ton, but I know uh, Courtney Ramey is gone, right? He transferred. Um, so, so I think Marcus Carr is going to have to be more of a playmaker than he was last year. And he's, he's fun to watch. I, I, I like watching him. Um, he's a great shooter. He can, he can score off the dribble. So uh, I'm excited to see Marcus Carr this year to see if he can get back to what he was at Minnesota. Um, the other guy I got is Keontae George of Baylor. Um, he was number nine nationally, 6'4", 185 pounds. He can score at all three levels. Um, 
but we'll see how he fits in um, being a guard because Baylor has some good guards still with uh, Flagler and Cryer. Um, but, you know, Baylor loves that three-guard lineup. So, uh, Keontae George, get in there and see how that works out for him. So. I'm going to go with uh, <clears throat> Mike Miles, the team leader for TCU. Uh, 15 points per game last season. Is that the big guy? I think TCU has expectations. My headphones just stopped working, so I'm just going to oh, keep talking cool. without being able to hear anything. Um, he knows that. Yeah, I think, I think anyway, TCU, so you're going to learn why I think they're good. I'm going to switch to my actual headphones. But, uh, yeah, TCU, you know, uh, a nice team, a nice team. I think that they're going to be a team that people have expectations of being good. I'm not sure where how good they'll actually be. I think the Big 12 is probably the best uh, conference in the country. I think um, – my other pick is going to be the other guard at Texas, the guard that I think is going to be the premier guard, Tyrese Hunter. Just an incredible season at Iowa State last season. And one of those guys that you hate to see transfer because Iowa State's not one of those programs that's going to be getting the huge talents every year. And they go on a run in the postseason last year with Otzelberger's first year there. And Tyrese Hunter is just such a huge talent. I don't know how him and Carr are going to fit together. I think it's two really, really good players, but I also think they're both ball-dominant players, especially Carr. But I think Tyrese Hunter is the better of the two. So I think that, that that'll be interesting to see how Chris Beard handles that. And I trust that backcourt to be successful a lot more because Beard is the coach. So uh, we'll see. Uh, Big East. Uh, Big East. I picked uh, Jared Bynum of uh, Providence. Uh, Providence, of course, won the Big East regular season title. Had a sweet 16 run. Uh can they do it again? I don't know. Um, but I think that Jared Bynum is going to be a big part of that. I averaged 12 points per game and four assists last year. Um, the freshman that I am going to pick, uh, probably not a freshman that a lot of people would uh, in the Big East, but I'm going to go with A.J. Storr. Um, he was a kid that uh, Illinois was heavily after. Um, so, yeah, home bias, whatever. Um, he's at St. John, so he's with Curbelo. Um, another Illinois guy, uh, and, but he uh, he was getting recruited hard by Kansas and LSU, um, and I think that St. John's is going to have a very up-tempo offense. Um, it, they could have 20 turnovers a game. I'm not really sure. They might, um, but I think him and Curbelo, uh, you know, running, I think it's going to be fun to watch. So I, I just want to see – um, how this kid does. He wasn't highly ranked, um, but he was highly recruited, uh, 94 nationally. So uh, I think that St. John's pace of play with Curbelo and a lot of guys that like to run, I think that he he can succeed there. So I'm going to go with uh, Adama Sonogo from UConn is my first player. I think he wins conference player of the year if he has a season where he's healthy and is producing uh, probably the best center in the conference, kind of like a Kofi light is how I would look at him and compare him uh, to others. Um, and then I'm going to go with uh, Ryan Nimhard from Creighton. I think if Creighton's going to be as good as I think they'll be, it's going to run through him. He was really, really good as a freshman last year, got hurt towards the end of the season. Uh, but he's, he's really, really talented, really good player. And I also think that this Creighton roster is maybe their most talented of all time, just because there's so much. It's Creighton. Yeah. Well, they had a couple good teams with uh, with Greg's son. Uh, but, yeah, there you go. Uh, Pac-12. Mm. I picked uh, Boogie Ellis of USC. Um, he averaged 12 and a half 
points a game, two and a half assists. And his name's Boogie, so I had to pick him. Um, yep. The other, the freshman I picked was Kalel, Kalel, right? Ware yep. of Oregon. Um, your team, go Ducks. Uh, he was 10th nationally, seven foot tall, 210 pounds. And I pulled this from Brandon Jenkins on 247. Shout out to that guy that goes out and scouts all these people or watches videos or whatever he does. He said, quote, he shows great hands with a nice touch out to the arc. Uh, these seven footers that can shoot threes are it's getting a little ridiculous. Um, he's a fluid player for his size and runs a floor with a smooth gait. G a I T. I don't know what that means, but, I, but it's a good word. Um, so I'm, ex- I'm interested to see how uh, Dana Altman, the Rubik's Cuber, uh, you know, gets this kid going as seven foot probably shoots it from half court all the time. And they also have uh, Will Richardson in his 20th season at Oregon. So they got yeah. that role in there. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So big time Altman, big season coming for, for him, probably. But maybe not. We don't know. Uh, I'm going to go Drew Peterson, USC, shoots the ball well. There you go. That's that's what he's going to do. And then I'm going to go with Jaime Hawkins, who is sure. the best player in the conference. I don't care what anybody says. Hawkins is the best player in the conference. Juzang's gone. US, uh, UCLA, that was almost a big mistake, probably has the best team in this conference by a mile, I uh-huh. think, especially with that starting five because you bring Tiger Campbell back. You have Hawkins there still. Um, and then you have some freshman talent coming in, like Amari Bailey I think could be really, really good. Uh, and then Jalen Clark, and then Adim Bona, who I think is a, another freshman talent. Yes, he is. And uh, our guy, Mac E.T. in there as well. So uh, Go spin um, on somebody. Um, what did you think sure. of uh, Altman's comments on USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten? Uh, I don't think he's wrong. I mean, neither of those programs has been that great. I mean, they've been good the last few years, but they haven't really done anything sustained – I mean, Arizona and uh, and Oregon are the big programs that have had deep runs or had a lot of success. Yeah, uh, I did see somebody commented and said that it was funny that he said, you know, since I've been here or whatever. But if you go back like 10 more years, UCLA has won like two titles or something. Well, also, how long is Oregon going to be in the the Pac-12? So that's kind of the other thing. I don't think Oregon... I think Oregon... You're telling me that Oregon wouldn't have came to the Big Ten if... I think they eventually could. Yeah, so... I don't know. I'll defend Altman at all costs, so obviously... I know you will. Uh, SEC. Uh, I picked uh, Oscar Shibway. You guys might have heard of this guy. Um, He was National Player of the Year last year. Got got his, his... got slighted by the media this year because they give it to Drew Timmy, the stash from Spokane, where they live. Where, where's yeah. Gonzaga? <laughs> yeah, Sheboy, uh, last season ended badly for them. It wasn't yeah. his fault. He had a good game, but last season ended badly. Yeah, uh, yeah. you can't lose to St. Peters. Peters and, well, there's a lot know. of victims of that program. Purdue might, might be the most embarrassing one since they were like a – last dance type team except yeah. without the success before um but he is uh he's coming off minor knee surgery he says that he'll be back um for the first game who um, do they I open up with i don't know if they'll push him to come back because i don't know if it matters that much 
but I mean, 17.4 points per game, 15.1 rebounds per game, 15. Insane. Insane. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I just want to see if Shibwe can improve those stats. I mean, if he's healthy, insane. If he's healthy and you're Calipari, I think. They play Howard. I don't think you play him in that game. Yeah, there's no shot. But then they play Duquesne. I think you play him a little bit, and then you play Michigan State. So I think you got to get him some minutes before Michigan State, you would think. Uh, Yeah. Uh, And then the rest, I I mean, they have a very, very hard. don't think Kentucky's going to have a problem with Michigan State. Props to Calipari, though. I mean, they're actually getting a hard knock. Like, they play Gonzaga. They they play Michigan. They play UCLA. Well, I know that some coaches like to, you know, yeah, give Calipari, themselves yeah, a lot of pretty... wins. Like typically, that's like something that Fran McCaffrey does. I know they played Gonzaga a couple years ago, but yeah. they like to play some really. Well, bad you, you talk about Kentucky, uh, Michigan State. Their schedule yep. yeah, right off really the hard. Bat is insane. Like, like Izzo said, we might start off one and six or something. Gonzaga, like Kentucky, <laughs> Gonzaga, it, all in a row. Gonzaga, Kentucky, <laughs> Villanova, Alabama, Notre Dame's not bad. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Insane. So um, my freshman that I picked from the SEC, uh, Arkansas has like 12 of 12, five stars. Um, so I just picked one of them, um, but I didn't go with the guy. Everybody else. I think Nick Smith yeah. Jr. I'll, is I'll probably the him. guy that everybody picks, um, but I went with Anthony Black. Um, he, of course, he's one of the five stars. Uh, he was I have number three nationally, but I don't think that's right. Um 18th nationally. Sorry. Nick Smith was number three nationally. <laughs> Sorry. Just looking at my notes here. Um, but I saw some of the, the highlights in their exhibition game against Roger state or whoever it was, <sighs> but this kid's six, seven, and he, it looks like he can jump out of the gym. So I'm excited to, just to watch him play. Um, and he has spectacular hair. So that is true. Uh, I mean, Nick Smith is, is my first pick from Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, he, he could be legitimate SEC all first team this year. Uh, I think you look at the only spots that are kind of spoken for right now is the Sheboy spot. But I mean, he is as legit as they come. And that's why the Arkansas thing. You tell me they're not just going to pick five centers to be on the. That is not something they're going to pick at least two. You would think <laughs> Colin Castleton will probably be there too. But uh, yeah, uh, I think Arkansas, there's a few teams in the country that have like super high ceilings. I think Arkansas is one of those teams. I think Illinois is one of those teams, like we said earlier. There's a few teams that have that. It's mainly because it's a really talented roster, and it's a roster that hasn't played together a lot, but they're well-coached and uh, other factors as well. And then my other pick is Zakai Ziegler from Tennessee, who showed a lot last season. Really, really good defensively, undersized guard, uh, a lot of energy. The big factor with him is how is he going to react to playing a bit of a bigger role since he was behind Kennedy Chandler in a lot of spots last season. Uh, but I think he's got a great chance to break out and, you know, could be a defensive player of the year type uh, for them. And I think that I would pick him if I had to pick somebody. One thing that I found interesting from the Almanac and the SEC, the coaches poll where they pulled the coaches on who's, uh, you know, blah, 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 right? They said coaches think the breakout player is Ziegler. They think the player who scares you the most is Shibwe. They say the best pro prospect is Nick Smith. They say the best X's and O's coach is Jerry Stackhouse <laughs> in a league with Eric Musselman, Calipari, Bruce Pearl, Rick Barnes. Didn't, weren't you starting hashtag fire Stackhouse last year? 
Stackhouse probably blocked me on Twitter. I think. <laughs> so like, I get that the coaches voted for that, but the best X's and O's coach is the team that's picked to finish 14th out of 14 in the conference. Yikes. I don't understand that at all. The only thing that he's done well there is he's gotten a couple of talented players here and there. They haven't won anything. No. I don't understand that. I know the coach is the ones voting on. They know more than I do, but I just find that weird. So, you know. Maybe they just felt bad for him. Could be the maybe, case. Maybe they want to keep him there <laughs> so they keep sucking. Also could be the case. <laughs> um, all right. Now we have the six other conferences that are outside of the power conference. I picked one player for these. And I, I don't think we have to talk too much about these guys because let's be honest, the casual fan's not going to be watching. Who really cares, right? Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, American Athletic. Yeah, I don't know if there's another team besides Houston in the American Athletics, so I picked two guys from there. Um, Marcus Sasser uh, averaged 17.5 a game, 2.8 rebounds, 2.6 assists. Um, I, I, I'm i going to throw this out there right now. Houston will be a Final Four team. Um, and can you believe that Illinois had to play them in the second round and now they're number one in the nation? So, Well, ahead. let's also Let's throw this out there. Uh, Houston <laughs> – probably would have been in the final four last season if Sasser was healthy. So true. true. That's another factor. Yeah. And they were really good. I mean, Kelvin yeah. Sampson, Jesus. I mean, what they're like even better every single season. They were in the final four two years ago. Kelvin Sampson's to, good uh, at Baylor. cheating, right? I mean, he's well, I don't know if he's really doing one it of anymore, those but um, and then my freshman, uh, I picked uh, Jarris Walker. He's literally the only five star that went to the AAC this year. Um, it's kind of surprising. Uh, they say that he does it all from from the power forward position at 6'8", 220. He can score, he can rebound, and he can pass. So that is my two guys to well, look out for. I'll venture over to the Penny Hardaway territory, who just got an extension. Big, huge congrats. P- Penny knows we're such big fans of his. Yeah. When um, you get extended, you're like 2043 or something? Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, I'm going with Keep Kendrick Davis. Kendrick Davis, transfer from SMU. Big time scorer there last season, staying in conference, going to a school that's got a better chance to make the tournament than SMU. Uh, but this is there's some sleeper teams in this conference. I think it's a little bit more similar to the West Coast Conference this season and the fact that there's a couple teams there that have a chance to be in the tournament. And, you know, give Memphis props. They were pretty good against Gonzaga in the second round last year. So, you know, despite the fact that Imani Bates, who was supposed to be their big time best player, was like did absolutely nothing for the entire season. So True. Uh, I don't like Memphis. I don't really care for Hardaway that much, but you know, you gotta give him some credit here and there and I'll give him credit for, for that, whatever uh, West coast conference, uh, West coast conference. I picked uh, Malachi Smith uh, of Gonzaga. Uh, if you are an Illinois fan, you'll remember him um, from Chattanooga yep. uh, dude averaged uh, 20 points a game. 6.7 rebounds and three assists. Um, if you again, if you are an Illinois fan, you'll remember that Illinois held him for four of 20 shooting. So I'm interested to see uh, how his game transfers over to the to the West Coast Conference, um, and and how much he'll you know add to uh, guys like uh, Bolton and Strother and Salas. Um, see how how much time he gets. Um, because he's not going to have to be that guy um, going to Gonzaga. Um, and then uh, I couldn't find a freshman uh, that went to the West Coast Conference. I think Gonzaga got a three-star from Illinois, Brendan Hall or something, I believe. Sure. Uh, 
And uh, so I went with Tyler Robinson of Portland. This dude is 6'6", 225. He looks like me and you. And uh, he averaged 15 points a game, 6.5 rebounds, and four and a half assists. So uh, look this kid up. He is uh, He looks like a ball player. I mean, never heard of him. <laughs> yeah. Never heard of him. Uh, you don't have to. I'm it's a saying. new – well, whatever. It's, an, it's a new era in San Francisco basketball with, with Todd Golden out the door. They got Chris Gerlofsen in there. Um. And they still have that same player. I mean, last season they lost uh, the dude's name that I can't remember. He was a really good guard. Jesus, why did I forget his name? Uh, but he, he they lost him. I'm going to figure out his name here in like six seconds. So six, five, four, three, Look at this two. kid. Yeah, he looks Ball like he went player. to high school where Ball I player. did. Yeah. Uh, Jamari Bouye is who I was thinking of. So they lost him, but Khalil Shabazz is back. Khalil Shabazz is my guy. Uh, 27 points. 27 points against Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference Tournament. 27 points. Now, struggled against Murray State in the tournament. Went uh, went one for 10 with four, uh, three points. But I digress. He's a veteran guard. He's going to be someone that they rely on a lot. San Francisco is not going to be what they were last season. But it, the fact remains that Shabazz is going to have a huge role here. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how good he is with with Golden gone. Uh, Atlantic 10. Uh, I picked uh, Javante Perkins from St. Louis. Uh, of course, he got hurt last year, correct? Uh, was yeah. that him? Yeah, I think so. Um, so, uh, But he did average 17 points the year before. Um, and, and I think that when he went down, kind of they took the sales out of Slew's parachute or whatever. That doesn't make any sense. Um, just rambling at this point. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> I, so I, I'm just excited to see him. Um, St. Louis ended up going to the NIT last year. I think with him back, they got a really good chance to make the tournament as they should. Um, so excited to see him come back. Uh, and then for my freshman, I picked Mike Shavea, Sheravamps, Jamps. Mints. I don't know. Um, uh, he's six seven, small forward, one hundred eighty pounds. He's from Mongolia, so the Mongolian master or something they call him that. Or I, I don't know. Um, sure, yeah. Watch some video on him. Uh, he's actually he's pretty smooth around the hoop. Uh, he's definitely not very big. I don't know how much he'll play, but he seems like one of those very high IQ players. Um, he can kind of read where the ball is going off the rim and he finds positions to, to get rebounds and to get to the basket. So, uh, yeah, go check out Mike Sheriff Jamps. Check him out. <laughs> it's uh, and if you want to spell it, guys, it's S H A R A V J A M T S. Sheriff Jamps. Jamps. Boom. All right. <laughs> I'm going Foster Lawyer, Davidson, big-time shooter. Though it might not be a great season for Davidson this year, but uh, he's a good shooter, so there you go. Uh, on to the next, uh, Missouri Valley. Uh, Missouri Valley. Uh, I got uh, Roman Penn of Drake. Uh, he averaged 11 points per game, shot 44%. season there. 3.9 assists per game. And then uh, the freshman, I have uh, Cade Hornick. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of quality freshmen coming into the Missouri Valley Conference. So uh, I went with Cade Hornick. He's seven foot, two hundred and ten pounds. Um, he was the number thirty four center nationally. Um, I think that he needs to put some muscle on, but he does play in the Missouri Valley Conference. So I, how much do you really need to put on? So yeah, good luck, Cade. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but uh, good luck. Yeah, um, where does he go? He oh sorry he goes to uh, SIU, Carbondale, not Edwardsville. I thought you were gonna pick that kid from Bradley. Mm, must have missed him. Rink Mast Moss. Oh, <laughs> that's a sweet name. He's he's actually hurt for like the first couple months, but either way, you know, good luck uh, to Bradley. Uh, I'm going Kobe King from uh, Valpo. He scores points, so he's got that going. Uh, let's let's go points ahead. Points are good. Yeah, uh, Mountain West. Uh, Mountain West, I went with Graham Ike of Wyoming. Um, dude, I don't think that's a... how you pronounce it, but that's fine. I also don't know how to pronounce it either, but I don't how do you think, think it's you pronounce it. Icky? I think it's like Ek e- or something. I'm telling oh, you, that's I right. Like... I remember that. Anyways, yeah. it should be I K E, folks. All right. Um, average Dwight twenty points a game, ten rebounds. Um, he's he's a junior this year. Um, and I think that he's going to lead Wyoming to a, uh, MWC championship. Um, the freshman I picked was Sidraki Ngage. Of <laughs> yeah, what are, you, are you just picking names? <laughs> no, no. Um, he's six, nine, 205 pounds. He plays the power forward. Uh, he has incredible touch for his size and he's, he has a quick first step and likes to finish strong at the hoop. He held offers from Arizona, Alabama, Auburn, Kansas, and Oklahoma, and he said, "Screw you all! I'm going to Boise State." All right. Well, he probably wanted playing time. So Drake, you and Gange. He probably wanted to uh, play. <laughs> sure. If I had to throw a wild guess out there, uh, sure. but you never know. Uh, all right, I'm going. What, what are we in the Mountain West? Here's a familiar name for you if you're from the Big Ten. How about uh, Jamal Mashburn Jr. New Mexico playing for Patino still, and he was good in the Big Ten for his freshman year. So this is his second year at New Mexico. So good luck uh, to him. Uh, Conference USA, where I think there's only one player to even think about, and that's it. But whatever. Uh, I got Davian McKnight of Western Kentucky, who averaged 16 points and 5.68 assists. 5.68. I don't know. I think yeah. I had to do the wow. math myself because it said that he had 129 assists in 29 games or something weird. Um, and then the freshman, I picked Brennan Laurent of FAU. Um, he was the only three-star that went to the Conference USA. So uh, 6'8", power forward. <laughs> there you go. Kind of got sloppy towards the end, guys. All right? Yeah, I, all right? yeah we, we all do it. I I'm just not even – I've given up on this section. Uh, I'm going to go Jelly Walker, who's the only player worth watching. Dynamic guard, do-it-all guy for UAB. Uh, yeah, UAB is going to win this conference with relative ease, but that's just a different story for a different day. Uh, all right, let's do the next thing. I'm going to skip the standings because I didn't feel like doing that this year because what do I know? I mean, let's well, be honest. That's true. What do you know? I'd rather just you know keep this one – you know, because we got a scrimmage game in 47 minutes, we're gonna get get going on that with with the Illini. Uh, 
All right, we got one overvalued team, one undervalued five minutes left. Holy no, hour and a half episode. I it told won't you be that be. long. Give is me. this considered a podcast or is this just like a show? I think it's still a podcast. Okay, all right. with nobody paying attention, but that's fine. Show. That's how it goes. How many uh, listens do we get on these things? More than another thing that I do. Uh, all right, one <laughs> overvalued, one undervalued team per conference i yes. went a little bit off the off the off the charts with a couple of these okay and i thought this was really hard so um, yeah excuse i know this, you my... base yours off of the media polls i base mine off of like they're not all off media polls yeah i know dude. but some of them i based I did mine different off of... polls for each one yeah that's too much work it I was no it's basically when i typed it in it was the first one that came up usually so I was looking at various uh, season previews, kind of getting a feel for overall consensus on how people feel about teams. I went off the grid, off the charts, you know, way out there on the ACC alone. So who's your, uh, we'll go, we'll start under than over. So who's your undervalued team in the ACC? So I went off the ACC media poll. Um, They had Miami four, Virginia three. I would flip flop them. There you go. So who, who, so you think that, I think that Miami is going to finish better than Virginia. And then I, and I also think that the ACC is very top heavy and then everybody else sucks. So like after four or five, who cares? That's fair. Uh, Yep. My undervalued team is a team that, has you know not been anywhere near where they probably could be or should be. Uh, I'm gonna go with Pitt. Okay, Pitt is a team that's been picked to finish. You know, I don't know what they were in the preseason poll for the conference, but you know, people think like ten to ten to thirteen range. I think they're better than that. I think there's a lot of scoring on this team. I think you have a coach uh, in in Capel who's in his fifth season there. It's been a complete disaster for a lot of that, losing good players. But I think you got a coach who's playing for his job or coaching for his job a little bit here. And you got a lot of new pieces, some transfers from various spots. Um, and they didn't lose a ton. I mean, they lost a few players that they that they needed last season. But I'm going to say Pitt is going to be a little bit better than people think. Like, I don't think they'll be a tournament team, but I think they'll be somewhere in the top six or seven or eight of the conference rather than outside of the top ten. So I'm going to say Pitt. And then uh, overvalued uh, Florida State. I, I just don't think that they're the same – roster that they've had the last you know few seasons before last season i think they're very talented i think it's going to be a slow slow start and we'll see how they progress through the conference but they finished eighth last season i think they'll be a little bit better than that but a lot of people penciled them in for top three or four maybe five but i think they're a little bit overvalued going into the season so i'll go with your 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 seminoles uh big ten my seminoles i'm wearing a oh out in the woods shirt well, last season you watching wore Florida for State. watching for Cougars in in Illinois. Yeah, Big Ten. Um, Big Ten. I went with uh, two four seven sports rankings. Um, undervalue. I'm gonna go with Ohio State. They had them at nine. Um, yeah. That's think, a layup. Yeah, I think Ohio State is gonna be way better than that. Um, and overvalued. I'm gonna stick with this until they prove something, because I think that they're going to finish fifth in the Big Ten. I got Indiana because they got them at one, which is – Okay, we'll go a little deeper on Indiana later, but, <laughs> you, you, you know, whatever. Okay. Uh, my undervalued What'd team What did Geo is... Baker say? 
I I don't listen to what he says, obviously. Ain't um, nobody scared of Indiana. Yeah, I agree. I do agree with that. <laughs> but I don't think anybody's scared of anybody this year in the Big Ten. That's so. true. I agree. Uh, undervalued, I'm going Wisconsin. I think people are undervaluing how good Tyler Wall can be. And Chucky Hepburn might be the best point guard in the conference just because there's not very many good ones. Like, in, in terms of known commodities, it's like him and it's Xavier Johnson. And then other than that, you have Jalen Lewin, who Llewellyn, I think is actually his name, who's coming into Michigan from Princeton. So that's an Ivy League guy you're relying on. For Illinois, you don't even really have a real point guard, but if you have one, it's Sky Clark, and he's a freshman coming off of an ACL. So I think if I'm looking at known commodities at the point guard position and we know how important being a point guard or having a point guard is in college basketball, I think Wisconsin is going to be better than people think. I don't know what they were in the 247 sports thing. I would assume they're probably six or seven, maybe eighth. I I think they were 10th, honestly. Exactly. And I've learned to not – last season taught – if it taught us anything, it's that Fran and guard can win without the best talent. Like Wisconsin and Iowa are probably going to be underrated almost every season, uh, given what they lose each year, especially with what Iowa's lost last two years. But um, uh, This is really old. Um, yeah, I was just trying to look for it. Well, overvalued. I'm going Michigan State. I think uh, – what were they? Um, they got Michigan State four. Yeah, that's an overvalue. Um, yeah, they have Wisconsin ten. That's ridiculous. Uh, it's almost as ridiculous as Ohio State ninth. But whatever. Talk about not having your pulse in the on the conference. <laughs> that's not even. You want to know this? So they have Indiana one, Illinois two, Michigan three. Nothing Michigan, wrong with that. Michigan State four, uh, Zach Eady fifth, <clears throat> Iowa sixth, Maryland seven. Rutgers eight, Ohio State nine, Wisconsin ten. Yeah, they were off the deep end for a so, minute there. Yeah. Um, overvalued, like I said, Michigan State. I don't think it's I think it's the same kind of team that Izzo's had the last couple of years. Just nothing that jumps off what's the page. Uh, what's Shafino play? Seating on guard. Shooting guard. Gotcha. I think if he ends up being as good as they say he can be. Indiana's gonna be because Xavier Johnson, as inconsistent as he can be, these I mean, he is is a known commodity of point guard, and you need that, especially with yeah. his defense. But I mean, uh, apparently this kid's like the best player ever. A lot of hype, a lot of hype. Uh Big Twelve. Uh Big Twelve. All right. I went with the coaches poll. Um and I went with <laughs> Texas is undervalued at three. I think Texas is gonna finish better than that. And uh, TCU overvalued at four because I do not have faith. Just because you make a run in the tournament doesn't mean you're going to be good the next year. All right. I don't think that's the only reason that people think that they'll be good, but I digress. Um, A lot of people think Kansas is going to win the Big 12. I'm just going to say they're a little overvalued. Uh, Jalen Wilson's a good player. Dewan Harris is back. They got a couple freshmen in there. They got Kevin McCuller from Texas Tech. Uh, I think Kansas is a little bit overvalued going into the season. They undervalued. I'm going to say Oklahoma State. Uh, a lot of people have them in the six or seven range. Um, I think this is going to be a scrappy team. You get Avery uh, Avery Anderson back. You got Bryce Thompson back. Caleb Boone's back. Musa Sise, Sise, Suse, whatever you want to pronounce his name as. 
Uh, you get a, a transfer, John Michael Wright, who averaged 18 a game at high point last season, which what does that really mean? But still, you know, he'll he'll play a big role for them, probably starting point guard. So, uh, and I think Boynton's a good coach. I, I know that they're, they're banned from the postseason, or they were last season, I should say. Yeah. Um, but I think Boynton's a good coach, and I think that they'll they'll have a, a better team than people expect uh, going into the season, which I think the Big 12 is the best conference in the country, but I also think it's very unpredictable because I think people think Kansas is better than they are, and I don't think people realize how good Baylor still is. So uh, there you go. Uh, Big East. Uh, I went with the coaches poll on this one. Um, I got uh, Providence as underrated. They got them as five. And I got Xavier, who apparently you're in love with, is overrated too. <laughs> as much as I've valued, kind of, overvalued, sorry. Same thing, yeah. As <laughs> yeah. I wanted to, be I don't know little, why you PC'd this. I want to be a little careful. Um, <laughs> as much as I've been a supporter of Dan Hurley the last few years at UConn, I think they're a little bit over uh, overvalued, overrated this season. Sonogo is a great player, but I just can't keep buying into the hype with UConn and then being disappointed every year. So I'm going to do that. Uh, and then undervalued, I'm going to go St. John's. I don't think that they're going to be a tournament team, but I think they'll be a little bit better than they've been. They're just another, it's, it's another undisciplined turning the ball over a lot, but we'll, we'll show you a ton of flashes of greatness with, with Curbelo. And uh, it's just another St. John's team. that's pretty much the same every year at this point with uh, Mike Anderson. So I don't know. I feel like they should. They, they there's no reason they shouldn't be making the tournament with with a backcourt of Posh Alexander and Andre Curbelo and Montez Mathis is back and they get David Jones from DePaul who is great there. So uh, this this starting five should be a tournament team, but I still don't think they will be. But either way, I think they're top five or six in the conference. People would say eight or nine probably, but. You know, whatever. I'm I'm not going to buy too much into St. John's, though, just because I know I'll be as annoyed with them as I am with UConn every year. So the two teams that are going to annoy me the most is who I'm going to pick. Uh, Pac-12. Uh, the Pac-12, I uh, picked out uh, Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated. Um, they had Stanford at five, so I put them as underrated. Um, they also had them on the bubble. I think Stanford is going to get in, not on the bubble. No worries. Um, and then I picked Arizona overrated. Um, they lost Ben Matherin. They lost uh, their center, whoever that guy was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. So I, I think Arizona is going to be good, but I don't think, I don't, I think that there's a little too much hype from last year and they don't have all those guys. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that, but that's fair. I mean, they did lose Christian Coloco um, and Dale and Terry. Dale and Terry was really that's good. That's what in the I tournament. said. I said Christian Coloco. Yeah, sure. Uh, Run it back. back. Watch the vod. Their their backcourt is good. Like Creasa's back. Courtney Ramey went there. Who? Kirk Creasa. Oh. He's back. Uh, a lot of people think that Pelly Larson's gonna have a big. Jump Imagine putting your first name on your jersey. Don't forget Kylan Boswell as well. He's there. If he put Kylan on his jersey, probably not. Um, but overvalued, I'm gonna go USC. Uh, don't love them. I don't think they'll finish in the top four. So if if uh, if <clears throat> Tony Patelis is watching this, I hope he looks away because I know he loves USC. Um, please I'm look sure. away. Yeah, 
Tony, yeah. we know you watch. Please yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't love this team. They don't have a Mobley to fall back on like they have the last three years. So it's true. You know. Uh, and then uh, if I'm not picking Dan Hurley, why not go with Bobby Hurley's team? Arizona State, the king of complete Blinding. underachieving teams the last yeah. few years. But Desmond Cambridge, Nevada, coming in. Warren Washington, seven-footer, Nevada, into the fold. Devin Cambridge, Auburn, boom. Frankie Collins, Michigan. A lot of transfers on this team. They bring back Marcus Bagley, who's a huge talent but hasn't been healthy. They bring back DJ Horn. This team's probably going to take a little bit to get going, but I think there's a lot of talent here, and I think this is a year where there's like no expectations for them. They'll be better than people expect. Enoch Boyake is also there. Don't forget that name. Luther Muhammad as well. So, yeah, I like the talent here. I think Bobby Early's probably thinking, I don't know if I'll get fired if we're bad, but I should probably try to be good because this is my eighth season. So you would hope that he would figure it out. But this is there's a lot of talent here, and I like them. Uh, SEC. SEC, uh, I went with 247. They have Kentucky at two. I think Kentucky's winning the SEC, put them at one, underrated. And they got Arkansas at three. Too many freshmen in the kitchen, I think, is the saying. Um, and you're going against the must bus. That's just. I, I, yeah. I know. I, I had to pick something. Here's an easy overvalued pick for you Auburn. Auburn is the, the SEC's version of St. John's. Like Wendell Green having the ball now without a Jabari Smith to throw to, they're going to turn the ball over a lot. Okay, and and I don't think that they're going to be quite as good as everybody thinks, though they return a lot. Plus, they bring in Janai Broom from Moorhead State, who's a big-time player. Uh, so I think they'll be good. I don't think they'll be as good as people expect. And Alabama, I think, is a little bit undervalued this season. Uh, Nate Oates, obviously, has done a, a really, really good job there. Uh, I like their roster still. I know it ended poorly last season, but you got to think about, you know, the Quinterly injury really killed them in the tournament last year, but he's back. Uh, they bring in Damari Burnett if he's actually going to play. They have one of the best freshmen after a couple of the Arkansas guys. I think Brandon Miller is one of the best freshmen in the conference. Another guy that could be all SEC first or second team. Plus Mark Sears coming in from Ohio. That's a big transfer. And uh, yeah, I like their team a lot, even though they did lose a lot from last season, whether it was J.D. Davison or Keon Ellis or Jaden Shackelford. Alabama undervalued uh, American athletic uh, American athletic. I went with uh sports illustrated on this one. Also um, I picked Cincinnati uh, who they had at three. Um, I think that they'll, they'll do better than that. And then they had Memphis at two and I can't trust anything. Penny Hardaway is trying to coach. So get him out of here. <clears throat> I'm going to go Memphis overvalued as well. Uh, yep. Why not? I think the second place team in this conference this season is going to be Tulane. Okay. Tulane. Ron Hunter, fourth season. They're only getting better. They bring back five starters to this team. They lost one player that averaged more than five points per game. They bring in Colin Holloway from Georgetown. They bring in Trey Williams from Oregon State. 
They're going to be good. They're going to be good. I mean, they they have a lot of players returning. Like I said, they finished fifth in the conference last season. Why not finish second? They're going to go 13 and five. Why not? Houston's going to go 18 and 0. They're going to finish second. Is it that easy? Why They're going to finish second while being five games behind Houston. <laughs> Memphis is going to disappoint. Cincinnati's going to be decent, but like more of an 11 and nine team. There you go. Uh, Tulane, big shout out. Uh, West yeah. Coast Conference. Uh, also from Sports Illustrated. And, uh, I put undervalued. I put Portland. My boy Tyler Robinson is going to do things. Portland is not five. They're a top three team in the West Coast Conference. Um, and then overrated, I put BYU. Get them out of here. Big mistake. Who cares about them? Never mind. My undervalued pick is also Portland. Uh, and then overvalued, I'm going to go San Francisco. I think it's going to be a step back. As much as I think Khalil Shabazz is a big-time player, a bit of a step back coming, I think, for San Francisco. You know, you lose Todd Golden. He did such a good job there. New program now, new systems with a different coach. And, uh, yeah, I just think that it's going to be a bit of a slower year for San Francisco than it was last season. Uh, so there you go. Um, Atlantic 10. Uh, Atlantic 10, uh, new team in. Now, this is the coaches poll that I went off of. New team in the Atlantic 10, Loyola Chicago. Currently, they have them at fourth. Coaches poll. I think they'll finish better than that. I think they're they're, you know, they're going to play some some better teams, but I think they'll be. I think I think they'll do better than that. And then I got overrated. I have St. Louis. Um, even though I said that they're going to get to the NCAA tournament, hopefully. Um, yeah, I, I overrated. Overrated. For over, I'm going to go VCU. Uh, I don't you're doing under first. Why? Why do you keep I, doing I'm over? Just, I'm doing first. it by design, dude. I'm just letting you oh. do. You go under over. I'll go over under. It's very very. I, apparently, I haven't paid. Attention you're finishing for over, and then I'm going over right after mm. that. So I'm saying it's brilliant. That's um, smart. That's smart. You're, you're good at this. No, uh, VCU <laughs> is my overvalued team. Uh, not not loving it with VCU this year. Not loving it. I mean, I don't know. I just. They bring in a couple new starters. Uh, they get some decent transfers. They get two transfers from Michigan. I don't know. I, I'm not loving it with VCU, though. I don't think that they're going to be as good as people think. And then undervalued, why not go St. Louis? Uh, just because, you know, Pickett coming in from, from Missouri is a nice get. Uh, Nesbitt's gone, which I don't think that's that big of a loss, if we're being honest. Francis Socorro's back. Yuri Collins is back. Javante Perkins being healthy. Gibson Jimerson, who had 16 points per game last season as a freshman, is in the fold. So I think St. Louis will be good uh, and better than people think. Because I think, you better know, people would. Two. Well, I see Calm them as down. three here. So I, you know, okay. I think they'll finish second. As right. a, and I, I would flip this thing says VCU two, St. Louis three. I'd flip it just okay. like you do with the ACC. Fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Missouri Valley. Uh, Missouri Valley, uh, you know, I watch a lot of MVC here in the Midwest. Um, so I got undervalued. I got Belmont. Um, I They have, uh, who's that guy coming back? Uh, Shepard, I believe. Um, ben Shepard. <laughs> I, I could have completely just made that up. Nobody's going to know. Um, but they got Belmont six in the media poll. Uh, I think they'll finish better than that. And then uh, overrated, they have uh, SIU. Um, three, I think SI is going to finish worse than that. Sure. Um, I don't know. 
overvalued. I'm going to go with Bradley. I think it's going to be a bit of a rough start to the season for Bradley, given that the guy that I said earlier is out, who I got to pull up his name to remember it. Uh, uh, hang on. Just make names up, dude. Rink Mast. He's out until like <laughs> December or January. So it's an awesome name, though. Yeah, shout out to him. Uh, I think they're a little bit overvalued. I think people probably think they'll be maybe second in this conference. I don't think that that's true. And undervalued, I'm also going Belmont. A little bit of disrespect towards the newcomer, I think. Uh, Belmont, they'll Fair. be good. Ben Shepard is Is that back. the first thing we've agreed on? No, I think we've had a couple. Oh, okay. We had uh, we both had uh, Memphis. Did you have Memphis overvalued? Yes. Yeah, so did I. And then we also had uh, obviously another one somewhere, I'm sure. Um, sure. Yep. Mountain West, <laughs> uh, Mountain West. Uh, so I just, uh, I took the media poll. Uh, I flip flopped one and two. I think Wyoming is going to win it. And I think San Diego state's going to finish behind them. Um, so Wyoming underrated San Diego state going to suck this year. <laughs> <laughs> I would be stunned if San Diego State doesn't win this conference. Um, be ready to be stunned. Overvalued. I'm going to go Wyoming. I don't <laughs> like them as much as last Does season. San Diego State have a guy named Icky? I don't think so. It's EK, I believe, by the way. So, yeah, you just want to keep mince, mispronunciation. Uh, pronunci- I'm done with that <laughs> word. Uh, mispronunciation. Yeah, same thing. Um, yeah, and then my my undervalued squad is going to be Colorado State. Isaiah Stevens back. They bring in Josiah Strong, who had a good season at Illinois State last year. Uh, a couple other starters returning. They got uh, Patrick Cartier from Hillsdale College. Huh? Shout out. Don't know where that's at, but he averaged 22 a game last year there. So wow, he's got that going. They got a lot of bench players returning as well. And a few basketball. freshmen coming in as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, Conference USA. Uh, yeah, Conference USA. Uh, I switched one and two once again because, let's be honest, who cares? Uh, I got Western Kentucky winning this and UAB not winning this. So Western Kentucky underrated Ridiculous. at two. And outrage. UAB overrated at one. I got Middle Tennessee overvalued, North Texas undervalued. Moving along. All right. Uh, conference champs. I think we're gonna have a lot of disagreements with the conference champs. I think this is the most interesting really? part of the show. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll have a Great. few where you think that I'm an idiot, and uh, you know, I digress. Well, that's just ACC every day. ACC, uh, I got the team that you hate winning it. John Shire is coming in, he young gun is gonna change the culture at Duke. We don't have any more old guys that dye their hair trying to coach young kids. We got a kid that's 30. I don't even know, 22. He's just out of high school, college. Yeah. Uh, John Shire is going to lead Duke to an ACC championship. That he might even play. He might, I, he might have – does he have a COVID year? He might come in and play. Who knows? That's true. That's true. Uh, I just – I, I'm glad Kay's gone. I have to say that uh, I think this roster is really talented, but I also agree that people are right in some form to say pump the brakes on North Carolina a little bit, but Pete Nance coming in, I think changes a lot of that because he's more athletic, 
maybe probably not as good of a shooter, but maybe a little bit more dynamic overall than Manic was for them last season. Yeah. RJ Davis is back. Caleb Love is back. Leaky Black is back. Armando Armando Baycott's back. I don't see how this team doesn't win it. And I think yeah. if they don't win, I think it's going to be Virginia. I think Duke, very talented, could make a run in the tournament. They'll make the tournament, no doubt. But I think it's going to be a bit of a slower regular season for them which it wouldn't be that big of a surprise if it were because I think a lot of Coach K's teams on the way out were that way. So I think that this is North Carolina's conference to lose. Uh, Big Ten, I'm sure we'll agree here. Uh, Yeah, I I threw out the homer card, Illinois. I think the Big Ten's wide open, um, at least between five, six teams probably. Um, Illinois has the easiest Big Ten schedule. Um, they only play, you know, the top teams once. Um, hey, so they get two or three of those at home. I don't know. Um, so I got Illinois. Uh, I have them figuring out how to play together before the conference starts. Um, they have some tough games against UCLA and then either Baylor or Virginia. Um, and then they play Texas. So I think that they're going to have time to figure it out before the Big Ten starts. And that's what everybody's worried about, right? Does, yeah. does this team gel? And we're going to see tonight when they beat Quincy 180 to 12. Probably so. Uh, I'm going to buy into the hype with, with Indiana. I oh, my wins. God. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. They bring back Get me off the pretty show. much every important player from the team last year. Okay, where uh, where where Parker Stewart's gone, that's not that big of a loss. And Rob Fantasy's gone; he was hurt anyway. Uh, Xavier Johnson being back is huge. That's a big point guard, and I think a lot of this depends on if Hood Shafino is going to be as good as people say, which I think he can be. And Malik Renau, Renault mm-hmm. is another big freshman that they have there as well. Plus, they have those bench glue guys like Tamar Bates or Trey Galloway. And they also have another glue guy in their starting five. Race Thompson is that type of player. So if Trace Jackson Davis is as good as everybody thinks he is, I don't see how this team doesn't win the regular season now. My thing is, how does Trace Jackson Davis get any better? He can't. But also... We've seen seen the guy peak, all right? Yeah, this is also year two with Woodson. They were really good defensively last season. Uh, they played well in the postseason. I mean, I know that they they barely beat uh, Wyoming in the in the first four, and they did get destroyed by I think what Richmond or someone like that. It wasn't Richmond; it was uh, St. Mary's, I think, or someone with Navy uniforms. Uh, but yeah, why not? I, I don't think that they're going to be a team that goes deep in the tournament. I would bet that they're the third or fourth team in the Big Ten. In terms of how deep they go, I think Michigan could go deeper. I think Illinois could go deeper. I think Wisconsin or Iowa could possibly as well. But I'm going to buy into the hype. I'm going to say Indiana wins the regular season, which doesn't matter. Like This is a Big Ten regular season that's not going to matter as much True. because the winner is not going to be a 16-4 and four team or a 15-5 and five team. I'm pretty comfortable in, in is thinking the, that. Is the team that wins the Big Ten ranked in the top 10 at the end of the season? No. No. I think in I think I, I in that article I wrote I did pick Indiana in that as well which I have to stay consistent I think I had them twenty one and nine or something so like yeah it's not going to be a team that's like twenty four and six who people think Illinois is going to lose six games I mean come on <laughs> uh, Big Twelve <clears throat> uh, I picked Kansas I know everybody's up on Baylor but I mean national champs Bill Self Kansas. 
That's just another terrible pick. Uh, three for three in disagreements. Wow. Uh, Baylor. I mean, Baylor is loaded. Flagler's back. Cryer's back. Keontae George is a big-time freshman. Jalen Bridges comes in from West Virginia, familiar with the conference. Big, lengthy defender. Flo Thamba's back. The big factor is will Jonathan Chamwachachua be healthy enough to play? Probably not. Maybe he'll be back late, late in the season, but I don't know how big of an impact he'll have. Langston Love's back. He was hurt, didn't get to play last season. Uh, they got some other vets back. So I like Baylor a lot. And Scott Drew's as good as it as good as good it comes when it comes to coaching. I think they're just better than Kansas. I also think that Texas could be better than Kansas. And I think TCU could be better than Kansas. So not wow. too high on Kansas. But I think they'll be fine when the tournament comes around. Uh, Big East. I picked the – favorite Creighton. Is anybody even going to – I mean, is it even going to be close? Villanova is still there. They'll be good. Uh, No, no, they won't. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. Okay, Villanova is still a program that's probably going to be good every year. It's just about how good because they return Caleb Daniels. They return Brandon Slater. They return Dixon. They have Justin Moore back. I don't know if he'll actually be healthy enough to play for a while. But they'll be fine. They'll still be good, trust me. Uh, but that I'm Villanova as well. offense in the tournament was awful last year. They were good defensively, though. So awful. How about that? It's fair. And, it's and fair. who'd they lose? The guy that scored all the points. Well, I mean, you know, Daniels and and Moore could shoot a little bit. Anyway, uh, so so I have a question: Does does Michigan State, who you think is overrated? Beat Villanova. So is that the third hard game for Michigan State? I think so. I think it's Gonzaga, Kentucky, then Villanova. I think they can win that game. I don't know. I it doesn't as you always say, those up. games don't matter. Heads up, they don't matter. Michigan State's gonna be one and six, according to his probably. <laughs> hey, that's he set the expectations low. He knows what he's doing. That's yeah, smart. Absolutely. Yeah, he's been around. But I also think Xavier is going to be really good too. I don't know why you're so low on them. Like this is a team that went eight because I don't know anything about them in the conference last season. Jack Nungy's back. Other three starters are back. They have a coach now. They went what in the conference? It says eight and one, but I think they had a bunch of COVID games canceled. Oh, (laughs) what are you looking at? Twenty twenty could have been eight and eleven. If we're being honest. Well, I'm sure it wasn't a COVID year. Uh, it had to be eight and eleven. They went eight and eleven in the conference. This yeah. is a, the almanac with a big typo. Big <laughs> like mistake. it's like Indiana. Well, they don't have a coach anymore that looks like Murph from Impractical Jokers, so they got that going for them. <laughs> Sean Miller is there. Uh, all right, that's our first agreement. Uh, Pac-12 could be one as well. UCLA. Yep, easily the best roster. Yeah. Easily the best starting five. I, I mean, no doubt. If tough. if Bona and Bailey, the two freshmen, come in and they can play. To a high level, I don't see how this team doesn't cruise to it. I think Oregon and Arizona with a little pushback, but this should be an easy conference title. Do you for, think for Illinois will be competitive with UCLA yeah. in Vegas? Yeah. yeah. What do you think the spread on that game is going to be? UCLA minus like six or five okay. and a half. Whereabouts? I'm betting the Illinois money line. SEC. Uh, SEC, I picked – Kentucky, National Player of the Year coming back. It's I've Kentucky. always thought that we ride or die with the must bus. 
I am not on. I'm not on the. I'm not on three freshmen. Sorry. I hate doing it, but I'm gonna do it. I don't. I, like I, I love the must bus, and I hope they're good. I just. I can't. I can't ride on three freshmen. You talk about a roster with so many guys that have never played together. I mean, it is insane because they're starting five projected: Nick Smith, freshman; Anthony yeah. Black, freshman; Devonte Davis, solid vet for the master, only averaged eight points per game. Jordan Walsh, freshman; Trevon, Trevon Brazil, Brazili, yeah, who blocked like a ton of shots from Mizzou last year. Transfer, never played with these guys. Yeah. And then their bench: Ricky Council, transfer; Jalen Graham, transfer; Makai Mitchell, transfer. Mikel Mitchell transfer. Did he ever get all those scholarships figured out? <laughs> they got like uh, 27 guys know. on the team still. I mean, let's just put it this way, okay? They have one, two, three players on the team last year that played for Arkansas. So a very low number, a lot of roster turnover. But I'm buying into the must bus if the talent is as good as the talent is supposed to be. If freshmen don't play like freshmen. Yeah, and I don't think right. that I think Nick Smith will be fine. Usually, Black you say that about Kentucky, but Kentucky's got some experience. Yeah, I always pick Kentucky, so I wanted to go a little different. And I don't really I like love it. Kentucky that much. I mean, they do have two freshmen that are probably going to start for them, but they also have Sheboy, who's like the best player in the country. So, and they have Severe Wheeler, who's a five foot nine point guard, which I don't like that much. Ty uh, Ty's gone, so you got that. Uh, American Athletic. We should spend one second on this. Houston, Houston by like ten games. Uh, West Coast Conference. One second. Uh, Portland. Okay, Gonzaga. No, Gonzaga. <laughs> Atlantic ten. I think that, I don't think that. Yeah, Dayton. This is yep. Dayton's uh, loaded. Missouri Valley. Uh, I picked your team that you said was overrated. Um, Bradley. I'd love Illinois to see zone. it. Illinois zone. I'll take Drake, but I would love to see it. I would love to see it. A uh, couple of, you know, a couple of boys' first names. Drake and Bradley. How about that? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you're looking wow. to name your, if you're having a kid, I mean, you're looking to There's name probably it. kids named Kentucky and Houston, too. So I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> Mountain West. Uh, I, I think everybody knows this because I already said it earlier. I got Wyoming winning in the Mountain West. I got Western Kentucky winning the Conference USA. Well, we're just going to have to disagree on both. Uh, San Diego State is the best team in this conference. Matt Bradley's in his 10th season there. They got Mensa back. They got uh, Lamont Butler back. They bring in Darian Trammell, who averaged 17 a game last season at Seattle, which what does that really mean? But you're also in the Mountain West, so who cares? This is a really good roster for San Diego State. I think that they'll win it. Um, and then in Conference USA, how could you not pick Jelly Walker and UAB? I mean, that's just a layup for me. If Jelly Walker's on the team, I'm picking them. It's there's very no, simple. <laughs> there's no way his name's really Jelly. It's Jordan Walker, but we all okay, call him Jelly. Yeah. We all. <laughs> me, me and my boys call him Jelly. I got That's you. right. Uh, all right. <laughs> Top storylines, preseason All-Americans. Mm-hmm. Drew Timmy, Gonzaga. Oscar mm-hmm. Shibwe, Kentucky. Trace Jackson Davis, Indiana, which I think Hunter Dickinson's more deserving, but whatever. I, you know, I think Hunter the Dickinson thing, thinks that too. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about that. There's Except one he's, guard. He's too busy tweeting about crappy Chipotle, so I don't know. <laughs> okay, uh, Marcus Sasser, Houston, the only guard on the, the list. The only guard. We got one and guy bringing the ball. Armando Baycott. So positions Fair. still don't matter. Uh, new coaches in the Power Six in the ACC this year. John Shire at Duke. 
with Coach K still when coaching from behind it. the scenes. And then Kenny Payne at Louisville. I think it'll take a couple years for Louisville to get back to where they could be or were. Kenny Payne, huh? Yep. I didn't know he got hired. Okay. That's the uh, amount. The... No. No, that's not who I'm thinking of. Kenny Payne was an assistant for the Knicks and was at Kentucky and all that. Uh, uh, okay. That's Big not 10. I thought it was. Never mind. Kevin Willard. Big who 10. Who am I thinking of? ESPN guy, Kenny Maine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Kevin right. Willard. I think Kevin Willard's going to have a really good team in a couple of years. That's another team, Maryland, where it's just a ton of new players. And you're relying on guys that played in the Big East, but for terrible teams like Donald Carey. He came from uh, where? Seton Hall. What? Okay. What are you, high? I uh, mean, I, I, it, dude, it's been a year. Okay. Well, remember Shaheen Holloway hey, replaced hey, him? I do things other than just look at my computer in NCAA basketball, all right? Well, I look at hockey, too, and some other sports I know, as you're well. watching hockey right now. Everybody knows. It's right there, yeah. Mm-hmm. You keep looking up at it like yep. we're, not, we're not doing a podcast. Well, I got <laughs> NBA game here, World Series. You know? <laughs> all right, we got like 10 minutes. World Series starts tonight, huh? Yeah, I, I literally don't Ellie's care about in World six, Series. Is anymore. that what you picked? Economic yep. downfall. That's true. That does happen Thank every time the Phillies do anything. Thanks. Uh, Jerome Tang in the Big 12. Worry about. Right. Uh, Jerome Tang in the Big 12, <laughs> Kansas State. So he came from Baylor. We'll see how that goes. Pac-12, no new coaches. Bruce Weber said. Yeah, well, what can you do? Holy smokes, SEC. The SEC has like 20 coaches. Mike White went from Florida to Georgia. Dennis Gates, who thinks there should be 700 teams in the tournament, went from Cleveland State to <laughs> One Missouri. idiot. One idiot. Matt McMahon went from Murray State to LSU. Todd Golden from San Francisco to Florida. Lamont Paris from Chattanooga to South Carolina. Chris Jans to Mississippi State. Don't remember where he went, came from. Uh, yeah, big time. Uh, I think the best, the most successful coach right off the bat in this conference will probably be Todd Golden at Florida. But I wouldn't be surprised if Matt McMahon has a good team since it's Murray State from last season at LSU. Chris Jans. And Adam Miller, don't forget, Adam Miller is back. Chris Jans was at New Mexico State. I could have gotten that if you gave me like three hours. He was an assistant at Illinois State in 04 before you were born. So That's not before I was born, but whatever. Uh, Big East, Sean Miller, Xavier, a guy that I used to hate. I'm kind of back in on Sean now Miller. I love him, huh? After watching last year as an analyst, I think he did a good job. He's not at a school that I have to worry about now where Illinois would play Arizona a lot and it would be like really annoying. Sean Miller. Uh, Shaheen Holloway goes from St. Peter's to Seton Hall. Interesting to see how that works out. How about this? Thad Mata back. He's a butler. Can't be any worse than Laval Jordan. Are you shocked by Thad Mata coming back to coach? I think I'm shocked more as – He's nowhere near as old as I thought he was, would be the more shocking thing. <laughs> Fair. He's like 50. Really? 50. He's in his 50s. I thought he'd be in his 60s. Let me let me double check just to make sure I'm not, you know, speaking out of turn here. He's 55. I mean, does yeah. he not look like 65? I think he had some health issues that probably drove him away from Ohio State. But anyway. Yeah, uh, that, that's rude. You can't say stuff like that. Sorry. Man, uh, this guy looks old. Didn't he quit coaching because he was whatever? Hey, he's from Hoopston. Yep. He's an Illinois boy. Kyle Neptune goes from Fordham to Villanova. I think he was at Fordham wow. for one year. And I'm interested to see Jay Wright um, as an analyst. Oh, yeah. That'll be How fun. long was he uh coaching for with Jay Wright? A few years, yeah, definitely. I don't I don't do you think I know that? I, mean, I love that name. Neptune, yeah. Neptune. He's only 37, so 
Oh, he's a youngin, huh? He, he was, was a at, video coordinator in 08. He's been at Villanova since 2013. But he started there in 08 as a video coordinator and was on staff in 09, but then he went to Niagara for three seasons, then back to Villanova. Nope. Wrong. So he's pretty much like Brad Underwood, or he's pretty much like Tim Anderson to Brad Underwood. You're wrong. Uh, 2010 to 2013, he was at Niagara. Yeah. Okay. And then 2013 to 2021, he was at Villanova as an assistant. And then last year, he coached at Fordham. So he wasn't even in the squad, bro. But he was on the staff for two national championship teams. Plus, he was at Villanova in 08 and 09 and 2010. And they went to the Final Four in 09. And he went 16 and 16 to Fordham last year. Fordham, that's not a good team. On. March 30th, 2021, Neptune was named the head coach of Fordham. Neptune would only serve one season and then came to Villanova in 2022. What do you think his record was at Fordham? 16-16. I already knew that. Uh, But think about this for Fordham. Before he got there, they had a 9-win season, a 12-win season, a 9-win season, and a 2-win season in the COVID year. And then another year after that, they uh, go 16 and 16 with him. So that's, you know, that's a team that Villanova, we're going to see how he does. I think he'll be fine. I'm not sure how how fine he'll be. But uh, I really want to get out of here so we can watch the Illinois scrimmage. So (laughs) exhibition game, I should say. Yeah, we'll see everybody in probably January for a midseason. Then we'll be back to the normal countdown of March Madness at the end of February. This has been great. Uh, national champion right now. Go. Oh, man. Houston right is my pick. Houston. Houston uh, no, I think title. Houston gets to the final four. I think North Carolina. I'm going with North Carolina. Once you once you said the roster, I'm like, nobody's beat them. But also, let's think about how bad they were before the tournament. That's true. That's true. They were bad all season, right? Yeah. I mean, and then when they beat Duke and ruined Coach K's final game at Cameron Indoor, and then they ruined Coach around. K. Uh, North Carolina has my respect for the rest but of the time. North Carolina was that team last year, right, that everybody picked to win the national title, right? Is it because because the year before they made a run, right? And then North Carolina was like number one coming into last season? I don't or remember. Am I crazy? I think they lost – I don't even think they made the tournament in Roy Williams last year, did they? I don't know. AP. Well, the, everybody thought Caleb Love would be a lot better than he was. He was just really inconsistent, and he's back again. You would have thought he'd be in the NBA by now, but R.J. Davis was really their their big guard. They went 18 and 11. They that? lost in the first round in Roy Williams last year. Let's just put it this way. They ended Coach K's career in the Final Four, and they ended his last game – at Cameron Indoor with a win. So that's just like that's legendary stuff. Well, I guess I'm I guess I'm just crazy. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I think you are. Thinking. Anyway, so uh you have North Carolina winning it all. I have Houston. I'll say I mean, Houston beats North Carolina Gonzaga. wasn't even ranked in the preseason. Oh, 19th. Okay. Then yeah. I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say Houston beats Gonzaga. So another national title loss for Gonzaga. Uh and my final four, I'll just on the spot, Houston, Gonzaga. Arkansas, Illinois. All right. We'll see everybody in January. But also check out the Atlanta Basketball Podcast all season long if you hate Illinois or you love Illinois. 
Come on down. All right, see ya. ILL. I know you're going to cut that anyway. (laughs)